T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, it's so exciting when there's a scandal. There's nothing like a scandal. And that's what's unfolding beautifully in Greenwich at the Coscob Elementary School in response to the uh, Project Veritas. Oh, it's so delightful. The video they released um, Tuesday evening which was in the news all day yesterday and in the news really brewing today, you know, boiling over the, no, the news. Because it, this is when the weasels who hold power are forced out of their little burrows, the holes that they dig for themselves. They're forced out when, they, when there's a story that's more powerful than their cover-up machinery. And that's what's going on right now. So William Tog, for example, yesterday sent out a statement in response to the story and talked about how, uh, you know, he really wasn't comfortable with this vigilante media thing. And he, as many Democrats did, you know, they got the memo, I guess, or, or they just know intuitively that what you do is attack the attacker if you can. So he went after the hidden video technique and the people who do it, Project Veritas, he went after that and called it vigilante journalism, and he said he just isn't comfortable with that. And that was the tone of what he had to say. Today, it's a whole different story. Press conference, and suddenly he's acting like an attorney general who, if, if you want to test, just imagine that it wasn't Catholics that the assistant principal in Greenwich was saying that he would not hire. Imagine if it wasn't Catholics, but it was uh, one of the favored religions, the approved religions of the Democratic Party. If it had been Muslims being banned, Tong would have flown down there, I think, in the, in the quickest Learjet he could have gotten to land behind, well, wherever you would be able to land it. I'm not sure where you'd be able to land it, but he'd get it down there, and he'd be out to Greenwich to deal with it. But instead, he talked about vigilante journalism. Anyway, this is him today, if we can. All right, good afternoon. Uh, thank you for being here today. Yesterday, 
most of us saw for the first time a video that appears to contain troubling discriminatory statements that appear to have been made by a Greenwich Public School official. Today, as Attorney General, I'm invoking my civil rights enforcement authority to investigate any potentially illegal discrimination or other actionable misconduct related to that video. Whole new vibe today, whole new governor's race, whole new Democrats in trouble because Democrats are supposed to care about people, but they run the schools in a way, at least in this instance, we can see that's hateful. But for those of us who study politics and understand how the Democrat machine works, this is how it works. It quietly constricts and crushes the systems that are supposed to be democratic ones and turns, turns them into weapons of oppression. And that's what we're experiencing. We'll talk about this and all kinds of stuff. Uh, coming up uh, in a few minutes, Peter Shearer will be here. Peter Shearer, former uh, school board member down at Greenwich. He, was, uh, he spent 10 years on the board, just left a few months ago. He's running for office now. He'll talk about it. We've got, um, well, it's Thursday, so Len Suzio will be here. Bob Stefanowski will drop in to talk about the mess with us. And uh, we've got a couple other people who may join in. Right now, Dan Moresi is here. Dan is running for state senate in Darien and, and Norwalk. And, uh, Dan, you've uh, been paying attention to this story? Absolutely, and it's an honor to be with you, Todd. Thank you for doing it. Uh, well, to me, um, this election is about two things. And the first thing, obviously, is that you were talking about the apparatus of Hartford and how they act like a House of Lords. And now we're seeing it permeating to the, to the surface. And this election isn't an RD election. It's a, a referendum on Hartford. And the reason this is such a hot-button issue is because there is no more important issue in the state of Connecticut, in, this, in the state of, honestly, a healthy country, than what is going on with their youth. And what, the ways the Democrats in this state have slowly slipped in their radical progressive agenda, it's nothing more than just repackage Marxism. You know, they fail to divide. They, all they want to do is divide this country against each other by class. And as you said, they have no business wanting to help the the people that they supposedly championed, because they use racial division to enact their agenda and gain power and influence. It's as simple as that. It's a mess, and that's the good news about it. They've made a mess now that's visible. And this is one of the problems, is their machinery is so beautifully run, and everybody's, uh, what's that What's that mafia term? Omada or something like that, where they're not yeah. allowed? To, is that what it's called? Yeah, no, no, they're all in it. You know, you see it everywhere in the state, the way Eversource works. The only thing, the mismanagement is intentional because the only thing they're good at is managing corruption. That's why everything is a sales tax fee. That's why they, like, uh, you just played the attorney general. They pretend, oh, we didn't know. We need Now all of a sudden they're the good guys. They knew what was going on. If you saw the letter that came out from the state school board to the Greenwich teachers, they're the ones bullying the teachers, making them feel uncomfortable with their right to protect, A, their students, B, their families, and have their basic general liberties of freedom of speech. And they're basically saying, oh, no, don't go to anyone because James O'Keefe is a vigilante. Please. They're just mad they got caught. And parents are fed up. And, you know, this is a horrible situation. And I thank Lior Levy for leading the way and, and bringing attention to it. But 
you know, it's about time parents wake up because, you know, it's more than that. They're trying to come after the soul of Connecticut and the dinner table of the parents. I thought the uh, most startling part of this was some of the comments, uh, specific comments made by the assistant principal. And the brazenness which with, with, with which he, um, he highlighted exactly what they're up to, and that is rigging the, the hiring in the schools there, in his school, this is what he was uh, revealing, that the hiring is rigged in order to make sure people who believe in the American system of government can't get a job, that conservatives can't get a job, that Catholics can't get a job, that people over 30 can't get a job, because people under 30 are more likely to be woke. He didn't use that word, but I'm <laughs> quoting. Comment on that, uh, you know, he, We know what he means. Yes. Tell us but, uh, your thoughts it, on that. Well, to me, it, it, it's the same old story repackaged. Is The progressive Democrat today is not the blue dog Democrat of, of you know, the Clinton era, and they believe in groupthink, and they do not fundamentally believe in the idea of America, which is the idea of individual liberty, the idea that a common cobbler can stand up as a citizen representative to tyranny. And their whole goal is tyranny. That's why they've polluted every institution. And unfortunately, you know, we can, in the last 30 years, all the mismanagement and the corruption of the Democrats is bubbling to the surface because they can't, the parents are finally seeing what is the fruits of all their, their agenda coming to down. It takes a while for things to go through. And to me, you insert what he said, insert any minority group. It's just whatever they can do to destroy the family and destroy our institutions and take control of our kids. Because they know, any good communist knows, that if you have control of the kids, you have control of the next generation. And it starts with education. So I think parents are aware of that, regardless of political party. So this is a little hard to hear, but I thought it'd be constructive for people who haven't heard the tape yet to, to play this particular part. We're talking to Dan Moresi. He's running for state senate. He's the Republican candidate in Norwalk. And this is from the Project Veritas tape that is causing all the ruckus. The more progressive teachers are actually more savvy about delivering the democratic message without really ever mentioning Now this is hard to hear because they're at a restaurant, but he's saying, he's explaining about how he gets his Democrats hired, how he's able to hire the right teachers. And... The more progressive teachers are actually more savvy about delivering the democratic message without really ever mentioning politics. And all his filtering is to get these particular teachers he's talking about here where he's saying that the more progressive ones, the more progressive they are, the savvier they are at, at teaching kids to be Democrats without having to mention politics. In other words, he's looking for people who are of his ilk, who understand the hidden code and teach the hidden code without revealing that they're ideological creatures. It's amazing, Dan. I, it's unbelievable. First of all, as we all know, it goes all the way back to the civil rights legislation and its precedent in Connecticut. It's against the law for hiring discrimination. So that's number one. And number two, as someone who is a young newcomer to politics, just turned 33, I went through the Connecticut school system, and I'm blessed that I was able to grow up around here in Fairfield County and go through the school system and have amazing teachers who, you know, helped me be able to talk to, you know, great men like you today. 
And but there's a faction of my um, generation that has bought into all this. And the reason they've bought into all this is because slowly and slowly, and honestly, I think it started with George Bush with the No Child Left Behind. Mm-hmm. It's slowly and slowly they've taught students what to think and not how to think. So now being a teacher, you know, you're coming in, you're 30, you know, you're kind of cool, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the hippie teacher in the 70s, you know, who listens to the, you know, Led Zeppelin. It's the same thing. They come in, they're on TikTok, and every student is young, and, and when you're young, you want to be liked, you want to, you know, be accepted. And I don't blame these children for wanting to be feel like they're part of something, and they use our values against them. And when you really think about it, it's the most pernicious thing you could really do to a human being. And they don't care because it, their only religion is the state. And that's what they believe in. And whether the teachers are incompetent or complicit, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. And parents have the right of transparency and to know what's going on in the classroom. Talking to Dan Moresi. Dan, I would encourage you not to uh, drag Led Zeppelin into this if you can avoid it. <laughs> yeah, so one of my favorites. My dad used to play the records. All right, good. Hang on one sec. We'll continue the conversation on WTIC. news you need for your day and the sports music and podcasts you love are all on the free odyssey app download it now oh anthony's laughing at me because i was just telling him about how attorney general tong has this tick where he uh puffs out his i guess it's the lower half of his mouth he he when when there's a little tension in the air and he's waiting trying to figure out what to say or whatever he puffs it out and i I watch him. I see you can't run for governor if you're going to do this. He's, you know, he's trying to use the attorney general's office to launch a bigger and and better um, political career. Because really, Democrats don't have uh, the natural people coming up who you would see for those statewide offices. So I assume that's what he's up to. Anyway, we're talking with Dan Moresi, who's trying to get his political career off the ground. And he's doing it even in advance of having been elected to anything because he's articulating uh, support for liberty and freedom in the American system or government so beautifully. So congratulations for doing that, and thank you for doing that, because we need more people, and it's good to have a young person who understands and believes. Well, that, that's high praise, Todd. I'm just trying to amalgamate the message that you've been saying you know, all these years on the radio. And to me, I think... Um, and honestly, it's... You know, I blame New England Republicans just as much as I blame Democrats, Did they they ran away from the word Republican. Republican is not a bad word. It means citizen representation. And I think a lot of the problems we have in the state is because the Democrats have hijacked the lexicon and they polluted the word democracy, which we are not. We're a constitutional republic. I mean, and it goes all the way back to, to John Locke and Thomas Paine. Is It's citizen representation. And we need people to go to Hartford and the job is to show up in your district, talk to everyone, and do your best job to be a voice for those people in Hartford. And to me, I go to people, I go to, I go to independents, it's a lot of people in Norwalk, and I tell them, listen, I believe in a bulwark of conservatism, in a value system in, in the district, as a, you know, in the town square, and in the legislature, 
And if we can do that, we will have a vibrant libertarian town square that values the individual with choice for all who agree on Connecticut values and American values. And it's as simple as that. And I think a lot of that message has been polluted and Republicans have played into the Democrats narrative every time. And, you know, they either have to get with the program or just, you know, become Democrat light. I don't really know what to tell them, but we well, are this a is a, that party here. You're saying this about state Republicans, right? And your problem with them. But this is a national issue as well. And I feel the uh, same yeah, way as I... Republicans. It's all, yeah, all the seersucker Republicans, I call them. <laughs> that's that's a, a good phrase. So, you know, this wouldn't be happening in the in the schools statewide across the country or in Greenwich if Republicans had been doing their job, and that is alert, because everybody knows this goes on. Mm-hmm. And anybody holding elective office in the state has heard these stories from people on the inside. They just choose to put their own power first and let these issues fester unchallenged. Exactly. And the whole idea of policy and writing law in the legislature isn't to preserve power or to grow Hartford. It's to use the power, the, the little power you're supposed to have as a, as a government, for the best interests of the people. You know, social safety nets are not hammocks. You know, the government doesn't create anything. It just redistributes other people's wealth. And what happened during the pandemic is they came into your life and they stole people's intellectual property. Everything from their taxes, taxing everything they had to going into their souls, into their children, telling them how to parent, telling them you know, how to earn a livelihood. And that's much more, that's much more than just, you know, wear a mask and mandates. That's much deeper. That's, that's a group of people that have become megalomaniacs. And this is a people's referendum, I believe, this election. So uh, what is that, again, about the social safety net is not, what? A hammock. A hammock. I want to engrandize that a little bit. How about us? Uh, listen, the, you can steal it all you want. Like I said, I'm all grassroots. I'm not taking state funding, so it's the people's campaign. So please take all the time. The lines. social safety net is not supposed to be a sleep number bed. How about that? Uh, or a my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> well, my pillow doesn't have any technology of any consequence okay dan moresi tell us anything else you want us to know we've got a minute left about um, this story just, you know, and it, go ahead but i i honestly it's an honor to talk to you and i appreciate the platform um i couldn't be happier to be a candidate and an activist mr duff has been on the wrong side of every issue and i'm w- w- welcoming and willing to talk to everyone and i'm going to show up and you can uh, visit my website at dan moresi ct dot com daniel dot com and dan ct on twitter instagram socials you'll find everything and i'll be around and looking forward to talking to you again Tom. and what's Thank the so energy much. you're feeling there what what kind of uh, vibe is now that you've been at it for a few months how, how is it feeling like it's moving is the energy picking up i think it's palpable i really do i think people have a a visceral sense that something is fundamentally wrong from Biden all the way down to Lamont, all the way down to Duff. And they can feel it from when they're trying to buy bacon to, you know, when they're just trying to drop their kid off to school, everything is crumbling around them and they don't care about party. They just want creative solutions. And I think creative conservatism is the solution. And that's why we're, I, you know, I, I tell them I'm a reimagined Republican and, and they're looking at Liberty again, which is all I can ask. That's awesome. Dan Moresi, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Todd. And we will talk to you again soon. 860 
DanielMoresiCT.com, I think he said the website is. Uh, so that's what we're dealing with, uh, the aftermath, the repercussions of the news that broke yesterday on the Project Veritas tape and continues today as uh, it runs deeper and wider, the impact of the story. And now that the Attorney General is investigating the Lamont administration and how they administer schools, wow. The pressure builds and the political environment changes. We'll talk more about it after news on WTIC. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. So that was Dan Moresi, a new young Republican running for office. And that's a, that's a really important thing to have voices like that joining the conversation and joining the side of the American system of government, being willing to support uh, the premise upon which America was built and to develop his own language for articulating that support. That's a really uh, important thing. And I, I can tell he's making some impact because I get a lot of reaction when I have Mon and um, everybody else does, and he's good at the social media thing, and that's good. And... Um, we need them. We're going to keep having them on. Okay, back to the Greenwich thing. Back to the Greenwich thing and the school scandal. Again, this is a great moment for the state because there is clarity being offered by something that wasn't supposed to happen, and that is for a, an administrator in a Greenwich school to speak his what appears to be his true feelings about how he truly practices his craft as somebody who does hiring he says he hires based on uh, religious bias age bias political bias 
and he's a violator of the law. And the left, the Democrats who hold power, they don't like to have to use that power to go after the machinery that gives them power, which in big part is the school system. And Tong yesterday was issuing very different statements than he has now made today in a press conference. Today he is uh, today he is ready to use his powers to investigate, and that's a that's a big improvement o- over where we were yesterday. This is his press conference a little while ago. I hope I don't whack this by mistake. We got to get like a bigger thing here. Well, this is right before it started. Here he comes. He's coming. Fox, good. Everybody, good. All right. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you for being here today. Yesterday, most of us saw for the first time a video that appears to contain troubling discriminatory statements that appear to have been made by a Greenwich Public School official. Today, as Attorney General, I'm invoking my civil rights enforcement authority to investigate any potentially illegal discrimination or other actionable misconduct related to that video. So this represents a turning point because yesterday he was signaling that he was going in the other direction on this, that he was more concerned about how the truth got out than going after the truth as attorney general. And the pressure obviously got to him overnight, and he felt like he had to change course. Joining us to talk about it, Peter Schur. He is a former member of the Board of Education in Greenwich. And... Spent 10 years there, I believe, and left in recent months. Peter, welcome to WTIC. Todd, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. How did this impact you when you heard about it? I mean, this is your school system that you've been working on for years, and uh, there's nothing tougher, I don't think, than doing local political stuff. Well, to, to have to sit through all those meetings and deal with your all the issues and, and, and the, your fellow citizens, it's a hard thing to do. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And are, did you know this was going on? Are you surprised by this? Get, share your reaction with us. Yeah, Todd, I think, you know, for me, I was, I was stunned, but I can't say I was surprised. Uh, this, is, uh, this was pretty predictable. And, uh, but the community in Greenwich is... Uh, kind of destroyed by this. It's, what do you it's, mean? It's, it, it, you know, you go through this, you're really sad is what's happening because you're faced with this reality. Now it's there for all to see. You, you can't deny it. I mean, I, I'm noticing locally, you know, people were uh, talking about, as you just commented, focusing on how did this happen, is it valid, all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. The reality of it is it's right there. It's, you, can, you can see it with your own eyes. You can hear it with your own ears. You can't deny that it's, in fact, happening. So now, very quickly in Greenwich, it's, it's turned to uh, the community is uh, outraged, upset, dismayed, um, hasn't yet completely turned to coordinated action, although amongst many parents... Yesterday, as an example, there was a press conference held about this, and out of nowhere, 250 parents were there. Wow. So it, 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 it's, it's really amazing. It's really rocked the, organiz- the, the community. What's so shocking about it 
is that many people have known for a while, and there have been little incidents over the past two, three years with our this particular superintendent, where there have been indicators that this type of stuff has been happening, teaching CRT in the classroom and strong denials that we teach CRT anywhere in, in Greenwich Public Schools, these kinds of biases and so on and so forth. But now there's a situation where this assistant principal, and by the way, before he was an assistant principal, he was a curriculum coordinator in the central office of the district. So he was at the center of where the district is. And for him to verbalize what he did, and it, it, there were you know there were really two parts to it, and everybody was focusing on the part where you know you hear his horrendous bias and bigotry, you know you're religious, anti-Catholic, um, ageist. Um, he talks about only hiring people who will uh, advance a transgender agenda. Oh, that's right, and then, yes. And then he went on to talk about, essentially, we don't hire anybody or we're trying to not hire anybody who is not a member of a specific political party. That part was just, it, it was stunning. But there's a second part to this story, that if you listen carefully at the end of the video, he, he describes his purpose, his reason for doing this. And his reason is, as he says in his own voice, essentially grooming children to be future members of a specific political party. And it's stunning because for you, you can't deny it happened. You can't deny he's verbalizing it. Mm-hmm. The other thing that caught my attention, Todd, which I hope everyone who sees it should catch their attention is he's clearly someone who likes to talk. Uh, you know, that's clear out of his personality. But he doesn't use the word I. He uses the word we. And he talks about we do this, we do that. And as someone who had been on the Board of Education for 12 years before I stepped down in, in December to go do other things, um, that signal to me knowing the Greenwich public school system as I do uh, after being there that this is likely wider than uh, just Mr. Boland. And you're saying that because well you're 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 making a very um, tempered statement but I, I think if you if you aren't surprised by this then you also wouldn't be surprised if it's happening at schools across the state and across the nation. Oh, that's for sure. That's for sure. I mean, I can speak very clearly to what's going on in Greenwich. I know that the system inside and out. It's shocking that it's happening here. But there's one thing you learn if you're involved in K-12 education. You know, I'm not an educator by background. I'm a business person. I'm a family man. I'm a parent. And I got involved in this so that we would have better schools in my community. But what you do learn, particularly throughout the state of Connecticut, because I've looked at this, you know, K-12 education is a state function in most states, particularly true in Connecticut. It means all boards of education are faced with the same model, same mandates from Hartford, uh, same teacher training, same set of superintendents. They move from one district to another. 
The model is the same, district after district after district. If this is happening in Greenwich, and it's now been revealed in Greenwich, there is no doubt this is happening in other districts in Connecticut. How many or where would be speculation, but it, it, there's no doubt this is happening. So I hope parents, like the parents in Greenwich, who are outraged by this, and now trying to figure out what to do, uh, that this will be a clarion call for other parent groups in their local school districts to lift up the hood and really find out what's going on. We're talking to Peter Schur. He is a resident of Greenwich, former um, Board of Education member. And you're hearing his opinion, which is shock, but no surprise. Why shock? What's the shocking part of it? It's, it's, it's hard to consume that the outrageous bias and bigotry is right in your backyard. It's in the building where your children are sent for five, six hours a day, handed over to teachers and administrators, teachers, many of them who are fine teachers, who I do not think are politicizing in the classroom. But there are too many. And when you have an educational leader, a principal at the top of the school of four to 500 kids, uh, signaling that this is the culture in that school and maybe likely across parts of the district. Our teachers are picking up on this, and there's no doubt this is finding its way into the classroom. And for parents who are realizing that they sent their kids to be educated, not to hear political indoctrination, it's yes. a very hard, shocking moment of truth. People move to Greenwich, Connecticut for the quality of our schools. We have many, many people who arrive in Connecticut from New York. It's a, it's a well-tread path for decades. They have children. They move here. Why? Greenwich schools are great. But now this is a stain on our community, and it's a stain on our, our school system. Fortunately, our first selectman, who not important, but happens to be a Republican, has absolutely immediately called for an independent investigation. It was quite fascinating to hear uh, the attorney general uh, to call for that, too. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, it requires a deep top-to-bottom review. I do know that, of course, the school board, and I've been there, they want to manage this uh, and the superintendent particularly wants to manage this in-house. That will not be allowed in Greenwich in this situation. Oh, by the and, way, did you see the uh, the letter from the head of the Connecticut, um, the CEA? Is that what's called? Yeah, yeah. Did you see her letter to teachers? I did. Really, I mean, really. I'm, I'm, hang on, don't comment yet. Don't comment yet. I just <laughs> wanted to make sure you'd seen it. We've yeah. got to take a quick break. We're talking with Peter Schur. He's a former member of the Greenwich School Board, and we will continue the conversation in just a moment on WTIC.
now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Continuing our conversation with Peter Sir, former member of the school board in Greenwich and a candidate for state representative. And it's, uh, it's fun to get your insights, Peter, because of your obvious uh, proximity to the emotion of this story, but also the practical aspects of the movement of education over the 12 years that you were on the board. This has been a time of incredible change. If what we're seeing with this story and the other education stories that have been roiling parts of the country in and, and our politics over the past year or two, what we're seeing is that there is wokeism that's permeated the education system and a desire to uh, use schools as an indoctrination tool for Democrats and leftism in general. And I wonder if you could talk about what you've seen through your years on the, the school board and how this happened. Where did this come from? Do you have a sense of, because it, it's just hard for normal people, I think, to imagine that there's this kind of organized contempt for decency in politics and for the American system or government. Todd, you're, it's so true. I will tell you that when I got involved in the Greenwich Board, it was a steep learning curve. And as you can imagine, lots of people want to tell you lots of things uh, after you're elected to office. And you listen carefully. And some of the things people would say to me about what was going on and what was going on in their children's classroom and how oh, the one I love is parents would come to me and tell me, my daughter or son, particularly at the high school level, the high school level, they felt like they had to adapt in their history, social studies courses, so on and so forth, particularly also into English. They had to adapt what they wrote because they, they thought there was a right answer that the teacher wanted. They didn't want to have their grade go down because they no. weren't absorbing the right bias. And, and I just, that was stunning to me because I, you know, I thought education was about teaching kids how to critically think, how to give them a classical education across a variety of subjects so that they could be educated and then they could think and they could apply. I naively thought that's what it was. And I'm not a particularly stupid guy, but you know, I believed in that idea. I still believe in that idea. I think that's what schools should be. But then when you're faced with all of these indicators, one after the other after the other, that in fact politics was finding its way into the school system. And I will tell you, over the last seven, eight years, that increased dramatically. So this is absolutely a trend. And it has culminated in uh, now, uh, in a lot of these districts, particularly in Greenwich, they take their signals from the top. And when the... The top being signals, Hartford, you they, mean? Uh, well, Hartford, because clearly things coming out of like the uh, State Department of Education and things coming out of the legislature and things coming out of the uh, CERC, the State Educational Resource Center, providing curriculum. These things are passed down, and they arrive in districts, and then you take a superintendent like we have, who has strong political biases and is interested in pushing that into the school system. 
and I don't say that lightly, uh, it shows up in the classroom. And if you know about how education works, it's a very collegial kind of environment. So there's a lot of reinforcement, mm-hmm. but there's also a little, it doesn't reward independence either on the parts of teachers. So this winds up having a life of its own. It shows up in the classroom. And I, I will tell you, parents really got a window into this, and this isn't new to anybody, through COVID. Because all of a sudden they saw their kids, they saw they were at home, they saw what was going on in the classroom, and, and that was the beginning, particularly you, in Greenwich. You heard stories to that effect? Oh, I had, but we had parents call us. We had parents call us and say, what is, I'm a board member, you represent me. What is going on? How is this being taught in the classroom? We saw a great increase in this from parents. And then the other thing that occurred, which is also a little bit insidious, is there was no doubt there was a a mental health impact to kids through COVID, particularly those who were at home. From From the isolation, the lack of uh, of normal patterns to the day. But it's been tough on kids. There's no doubt about this. This has been tough on this generation of kids. It showed up in educational results. We have still have tremendous learning loss gaps. The data from the state was published, I think, two weeks ago or a week ago. It, it's right there in black and white. Mm-hmm. But what happened is, particularly in Greenwich, is our superintendent sent a signal, we want less class time on academics, more class time on what's called social-emotional learning. And the social-emotional learning curriculum is filled with diversity, equity, and inclusion content. And in the case of Greenwich, which is a little bit of a big problem down here that has now also been revealed through this event, is boards of education were supposed to be reviewing and improving curriculum before it went into the classroom. Our superintendent pushed content into the classroom that the board never saw, never reviewed, never approved. I'm sorry, Peter. Hold on a sec. I didn't realize we'd gotten all the way up to the top of the hour. We've got to get a traffic update. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.